The information provided on this podcast is intended to be educational and informational only and is not considered to be formal legal advice. The listener should not take or refrain from taking action based on its content. Any listener in need of legal opinion upon which to rely in decision-making should consider formally engaging an attorney to review relevant facts in detail and examine the pertinent law as it applies to those facts. Welcome to Real Estate Milestones, where we explore fascinating topics in commercial real estate with knowledgeable industry experts. I'm your host, Ben Malik, and I'm a young real estate professional who is passionate about adding value to people's lives through the incredible power of real estate. My goal is to help you discover what the heck is going on in the industry and how you can get involved. This is Real Estate Milestones, where your future in real estate lies just around the corner. Hello, everybody. This is Ben, and welcome back to Real Estate Milestones. Today, we have Whitney Elkins Hutton, who is the in, or what's your title? The Director of Investor Education at PassiveInvesting.com. That's really cool. PassiveInvesting.com is an awesome domain name. I want to ask you how you got that later. But uh, I, yeah, can you just tell us a little? Uh, it's awesome to have you. We met at uh, the IREF, the Intelligent Investors Real Estate Conference, where I met a bunch of our other guests, but um, a bunch of cool people there. Uh, it would be cool to go back next year and meet everyone again. But um, yeah, can you just tell us a little bit about your story and um, how you got here? Yeah, so I'm the Director of Investor Education at PassiveInvesting.com, and that is, uh, if we're a private equity firm that's focused on multifamily uh, uh, and self-storage real estate, also car washes, and really trying to help our investors diversify their portfolio, build passive income and long-term wealth build passively. So you asked about that. I was trying to tie this back into like, well, about the name, PassiveInvesting.com just kind of seemed like a natural you know, you know, alignment with what we're, we are aiming to help our investors do. And also don't, the domain name was open. <laughs> so yeah, that's amazing. amazing branding, Brandon, uh, branding by uh, uh, Dan Hanford, Danny Randazzo and Brandon Abbott. So as for, as far as me and my story, I have not always been in private equity. I started off in real estate in 2002 as a, I mean, actually as an accidental landlord, I bought a house with a significant other and uh, the relationship fell apart about a month later and the house was all in my name, everything, utilities, everything were in my name. And, uh, you know, the, he moved out and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a house. What do I do? <laughs> I was young and very young. Um, I was just fresh out of grad school. And uh, so I stuffed it full of roommates. The house also needed a big rehab. We were going to do all the work ourselves. And I, I'm not classically a handy person. I know how to use tools, but I, at that time I was not very handy. And YouTube, imagine it, did not exist. Wow. Imagine a world before YouTube. <laughs> um, so I went to Home Depot and I got the Home Depot 123 book and taught myself how to fix up the house. Made tons of mistakes. Realized that, okay, if I make a mistake, I can hire a professional and they can come out and correct the mistake. But 11 months later, I you know, uh, probably committed my first mistake in real estate, which was actually selling the property. Um, but I thought it was the coolest thing since sliced bread. I walked away with $52,000 and then I realized I hadn't been paying rent the entire time. Um, I had actually been making money, uh, with my roommates living there. And I was like, how many more of these projects could I possibly do? Uh, so now that term is called live and flipping and house hacking today. And I did a few more projects like that, um, on my own. 
not all of them went well. Um, some of you guys might have heard one of the stories where a bus fell into the roof of the property. Yes, that did happen. Um, but my um, my husband joined my what I call my antics a few years later, and we did a few projects together. But what we realized we were really good at building up equity, right? That was attractive. It's attractive to get that big, large paycheck. However, um, not very good for unlocking the golden handcuffs from your day job and or at least making your job optional where you had like financial security and you you, you can actually choose what you want to do and not be beholden to the paycheck and that's when we kind of like slapped ourselves in the head and we're like oh you gotta hold on to the house and rent it out that's how people make passive income so then we scaled up a portfolio of about 30 single family homes in state and out of state and that's where we ran into our second problem because I had a child at that point in time, or we had a child, but I wanted to stay home with her. And I was also taking care of three family members from a distance. So I was constantly flying and on the phone with caregivers. And um, we sat down, we figured out the numbers. We realized we could you know, make that happen for me to be able to step back. But then my husband realized, wait a second, I want that too. Like, wouldn't it be cool to get us both out of our jobs? And I'm like, wait a second, we didn't plan for that. Um, and so quick math in my head told me we needed 80 single family properties. And I'm like, that's not happening. I already feel like I'm underwater. And so we decided we were gonna transition into multifamily real estate to where we could have a more leveraged portfolio. And we did it both actively and passively. And so we can kind of dive down those rabbit holes there, but both active and passive real estate are a very important part of our portfolio today. I believe investors should have both in their portfolio. Um, but, you know, passive, you know, um, income is what we are primarily focused on. And it, it just, you know, just having that freedom. I mean, really what you're after is a freedom, freedom of, you know, finances, freedom of time, freedom of location, freedom of choice, freedom to create an impact in the world. Yeah, that's all noble and amazing goals and totally what's drawn me to real estate as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, before we dive into all these great real estate topics, uh, Whitney's a Tulane grad and um, a lot of people listen to this also go or have gone to Tulane and um, I love it. So I want to just see like, how is that for you? And uh, yeah, how is, uh, you know, how, has, is Tulane still part of your life? Um, oh, oh yeah, we, we come back to New Orleans every single year. Um, I wish I could say I was more active in the Tulane community. Um, I probably should be, but, you know, definitely in New Orleans has a special place in our hearts. And I went to, uh, at the time, it was called Public um, Tulane School for Public Health and Tropical Medicine. I think they've dropped, I think it's now just tropical medicine. And anyways, they've renamed the school since we've been there. And anyways, it, it was an amazing time. Uh, I loved, um, you know, the education that I got there, and as well as just the town. I mean, New Orleans just like, leaves a mark on you <laughs> in more ways than one <laughs> we won't go into all the details <laughs> yeah yeah you have if you know you know but um definitely a magical place i mean there's no other place in the country where you ask someone how you're doing or someone asks you how you're doing and like they're actually actually asking a question like and they want an answer and like you say oh it's not good like this is a problem they're like how can i help you you know and like they're serious there's like a, a level there's just a magic there we're like where people are, there's a community and people are here for each other. And it's not like people aren't caught up in their own world. Like there's something that we all share. And I, I mean, I felt that when I went to Europe, I don't, I've never really felt that in any other city in, in America. So definitely suggest anyone comes out for a good time or just to experience the magic. Yeah, it definitely, I remember bringing my husband back for the first time to New Orleans and 
I stopped him because he was all about like, how can I get a beverage and walk down the street with it? You know, yeah. a gas fest. And I was, I was like, do it. <laughs> wait, hold on. I'm like, you're going to go to the store and the lady's going to call you either honey, honey child or something like that. Like, and start asking you genuine questions. And he went in there and he was in the store for 15 minutes. And I'm like, right. going, okay, we're going to miss the band. <laughs> right, exactly. And I came out and he was like, you're right. This is amazing. I was like, yeah, like, this is this is why time like slows way down in this town <laughs> right and i mean like there's nowhere else where you can just bring your drink on the street or, and there's no drive through margarita places except for new orleans <laughs> so crazy which by the way the drive through margaritas are not going to get you much closer to your real estate goal so <laughs> like, exactly yeah that's a <laughs> distraction it's another one but <laughs> all right well so um yeah i mean i wanted to ask you because you have this very awesome youthful optimism and energy and that's something I really relate to and I feel like I have that and I feel like maybe it's because I'm 20 but I also feel like I'm gonna hold this with my with me for the rest of my life but I don't think everyone has this and I kind of wanted to ask like if you could just tell us a little bit more about how this is part of your life and um you know how you yeah how you're able to you know maintain this attitude I you know I I, I wish I could say that it was always like this um you know you know, definitely, you know, it's been a journey through my life. Um, I've had like, you know, been dealt some like really, you know, tremendous blows, like, you know, deaths in the family, job losses and stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I think we all try to put our best foot forward. I think the kind of, you want to call it the secrets, um, are, are, are a couple fold. One is just how I take care of myself. I, I really try to cultivate a routine that, I puts me, allows me to put myself in a position where I'm kind of putting my oxygen mask on first. I mean, you know, I work harder than ever, even though I work from home and I'm doing real estate and my job is very flexible and my work is very flexible, you know, but I have a family, I have a child at home, uh, we're homeschooling. So uh, it's all about like getting good rest, getting good exercise, eating really well, having, um, you know, cultivating the mind before the show, you and I were talking about growth mindset, you know, feeding the brain first thing in the morning, like a bunch of like, you know, good stuff, not only like food and energy and water, but also like, you know, um, mindset, like how can you, you know, uh, listen to or read something that's going to impact your mindset in a positive way not picking up the phone and looking at everybody's emails everybody else's priorities. Um, which, you know, tend to distract you or derail you from that happiness. And then two, um, you know, realizing, um, you know, just, you know, designing your work to where you can bring your best self forward. For me, I've been well in the position or, you know, many iterations of my career where I was just getting a paycheck, right? That, you know, I liked my job. I kind of generally liked who I work, worked with. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was a paycheck. Now I've been able to, and it's taken time, design my career to where I'm uh, doing and creating the impact that I so desire, not only for myself, but for others. You know, um, I was just on a podcast before this, and we were talking about the definition of happiness. And it really boils down to three things the experiences you have, how you grow, how you choose to grow or not grow, but most, you know, if you're going to be happy, you have to choose to constantly grow and then how you give back. And when I finally realized just the simple definition or embrace the simple definition of happiness, um, 
and, and continue to chip at that over you know weeks, months, years, you know, you one day you look up and you're like, wow, I love my life. This is amazing. So how can you like not get up and like smile like during right. the day? Yeah, that's amazing. And I mean, I'm I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I love this. This is this is how I need to do everything. But then, like, yeah, this makes sense. Everyone loves this, but it's I guess when you put into the action, like that's when it might get a little bit more difficult. So I mean, what can you say to someone's like, wow, like this totally resonates with me, but I'm in my job, I have to feed my family. Like, how do I get out of this? How do I break free? And how do I pursue these things that I want for my life and for everyone around me? Yeah, so I'm going to give you a very tangible fra- framework. And so Ben, hold me to it. I don't want to go down so much uh, rabbit hole too far here, but it's also making a very conscious choice and commitment to live like that, right? Guys, we just came off of 2020. I mean, you know, you, you had a choice, like, are you know, how you were going to take those years, right? Were you going to take a lemon and make lemonade, or are you just going to like, you know, take push the easy button and kind of complain about it now? people got dealt very hard and harsh blows. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to be, be a little that at all, but really it's, it's how we choose to respond to those blows. And what are, what are we finding in the lessons we're finding in it, the meaning we are giving to it. We have a choice on how we do that. Okay. So the framework, you know, you know, somebody is like, man, I'm in my job. I really would love to have what you have, but like, I don't know how to get from point A to point B. Like, tell me how to do that. First, you have to answer like the first question, what do you want? Okay. Outline that. Now that, now this is, sounds like a simple question, but it's not. It is a very, very hard question for two reasons. One, because most people, they name what they want. They name the pain they want to get away from. Okay. They're like, I just don't want to work my job anymore. It's easy to say what you don't want, right? Okay, but it's very hard to really dig in and say what you want. Now, maybe you say, I want $10,000 a month coming in passively. Great. Now we get to our second question. Why do you want that? Right? And you know, you might be like, oh, I want to get out of my job. Or I want to travel more. I want to be with family. But you've got to dig deep, okay? Tony Robbins calls it the seven layers of why. You have to dig deep until you actually hit the freedom that you're trying to choose. And if you skip this step, okay, you're, you're going to be spinning your wheels for a while. And trust me, I've done it. So and I've seen a lot of investors do it. They like, they sit down, you know, I ask them these two questions, five minutes later, they have an answer. And I'm like, no, you don't. No way you do. <laughs> you, know, you got to sit with this. Yeah. Now, the reason why it's, you know, I say you're going to be spinning your wheels is because if you only say, on the name your surface why or, or your surface want and you don't actually get into the very heart-centered want you're going to be running away thing from things you're going to be bouncing around we all know there's people in real estate that are like uh shiny object syndrome all over the place they can't really figure out where they want to go like one week they're at a meetup they're like i'm doing single family and the next meetup they're like i'm doing short term the next meetup they're like forget that i'm doing notes right you know me by have- the way i'm trying to figure that out <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It's a process, right? You have to sit down and get into those inner layers, okay? Because only until you understand those two, two the answers to those two questions, can we actually help you or you know people can help themselves build a plan that is aligned with what they want and why they want it. 
Okay. So somebody might love real estate, like just like, man, I'm going to go after commercial real estate. They love the hunt. They love the chase. They love the manager. They love the, they love all the problems around it. They generally love real estate. Okay. Their why and want is going to be so different than somebody who's like, I want $10,000 coming in passively a month. Could be real estate, could be something else, right? Their commitment level is going to be different too. And that's fine, right? So, um, Again, first question, what do you want? Second question, why do you want it? Get past the surface level, right? That, that pain, that surface level of pain you're trying to solve for is gonna keep you passionate every, every single day, right? Because you know, if you got a pain in your side, you're gonna figure out how to get away from it. Unfortunately, humans are motivated to avoid pain than they are to go for, to, to achieve a goal. But we got to figure out what that goal is, that freedom. So that can be your guiding star to where everything that you're looking at, every tactic, every strategy, you have to hold it up to that guiding star. And if it doesn't match that plan, then you get rid of it. Case in point, I have seen investors get in and start flipping. They have a whole business. And if they wanted time independence or location independence, now they're not aligned, right? They're unhappy. Third question is, is okay you know what you want why do you want it third question is who do you have to become to get it right so here you know we have to understand the mindset right you have to under you have to realize that um our we're all designed to grow and we don't have all the answers and that growing should be constant and consistent okay cultivate the mind daily it's like a garden right? This gets into, it boils down to our habits, right? If you, we were talking before the show, you're like, man, today, like this, I've got my, this journal going on, this attention journal. Every time I want to pick up my phone, I got to pick up the journal first and I feel so great, right? Whereas you name, you named like the days that you pick up your phone before the journal, you're like, mm. <laughs> this isn't working for me, right? Once we kind of, we can dig into the mindset, but then you have to understand what skills. Okay, you know what you want, why you want it. You, you, you understand the kind of mindset you need to achieve it. Now you gotta get down to the skills, okay? What do you know and what don't you know that might get you in trouble that you need to figure out? Now, this is where a lot of people get, and especially, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with the school system because the school system teaches us individually how to solve problems. So most people, they go, oh, I need to learn the skills I need to develop are X, Y, and Z. I got to do it all myself. Uh -uh. You also need to figure out if it's something you're not passionate about, how can you bring somebody into your world to help solve that problem, right? So there's a great book out there called Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. Yeah, it's a great one. Yeah, so, and then- the You just got to read the title though. You don't have to read the whole book. <laughs> you should read the whole book, but the title really says it all. <laughs> Here's a, exactly who, not how, right? It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. You, you can, you can get, you know, you can really shortcut it, but you would be missing all the stories because, yeah. you know, what I love about that book is that there's a ton of stories that are told. And if it were really that simple in the title, if we all really got it when we read the title, title we would all be masters of our own right. domain and we're not. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I know. It definitely gives you situations where like, oh, this is how you could apply it. And it kind of like broadens your understanding of the question, like really what it means. And so it's like, also it makes it so like, I don't forget this question. It doesn't just 
fall down to the to the bottom like it's still in my mind um it's hard i don't have enough liquidity to to pay people but uh i still try to figure out ways i can align myself without a monetary exchange to accomplish something with someone else this is really cool oh absolutely yeah i mean tulane has a great program they have like an intern program so even you might be somebody who in order to learn how to learn the skill you know in real estate maybe you know there's so many different ways um but the last piece of that so we got the mindset the network and then or excuse me the mindset skills and the last piece is the network and so you know who needs to be in your world to have like help you cultivate the mindset, help you cultivate the skills, help you um, level up your thinking, level up your game. Um, Jim Rome, I think we you know most people, if you've been in real estate for any length of time, you've heard the quote by Jim Rome, which is you, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, you're not, and that goes personally and professionally. And it's really hard to level up your, like your professional game and leave your personal game behind. You have to do both. Um, you have to level up the whole person. So putting yourself in community, it could be like with um, a mentorship or a meetup group or getting a coach or joining a mastermind. Um, you know, if you, if you have no money, like when I started off, like I listened to podcasts and books, like I surrounded myself with those people that I wanted to learn from. Could I hire Tony Robbins as my coach? No, but you know, I read a lot of his books. <laughs> so could I hire Gary Keller as my coach? No, but I mean, I devoured every single thing that he put out. And so, you know, again, you know, building those networks, I, you know, tangibly and intangibly um, can work for you both. So. Yeah, that's a really, really powerful point. And I, I really like that, that you know, in a way, podcasts are networking because like you still, you know, get to learn from these people without necessarily, you know, being in a conversation with them. It's like, like, wow, like it is in a way surrounding yourself with people when by listening to podcasts. And it's, uh, I, I really like that perspective. I never heard it said like that, but then I, I think, I think about my life and it's like, I do spend a lot of time just absorbing the content of the people who I admire and I want to be like, and have the qualities that I want to cultivate in myself. And it's been really, really powerful. And it's like, I mean, I started the podcast so I can start talking directly to people about these questions and then sharing that with people and kind of putting myself out there to in networking in that sense too. But um, yeah, it's a really, really cool way of thinking about it. You know, here, you know, kind of a takeoff on that. I mean, somebody who's really like outgoing and extroverted, you know, might start a podcast, right? Um, like you just said, but somebody who's like more introverted and they're just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if I can start a podcast. Great. Find a couple, two or three podcasts that you just love listening to that you're learning a lot from and reach out to the guests on those podcasts and start networking that way. For me, that's what I did. Um, I have only begun to learn during COVID just much how much of an introvert I truly am. <laughs> so, um, but that's, that, that's really like, you know, it, it dawned on me. I mean, like these people are, you know, the guests are putting themselves out there. They want people to reach out to them. They want them to know what they're doing. And so it, that's fair game. Like they're giving me their email. Like, yeah, I'm going to email them. <laughs> so. Exactly. And it's like, there's this, there's this mindset. I feel like people like, like, who am I? Like, I'm just a person who admired them. Like had a question about them. Like, why should I, I reach out to them? It's like, you got to kind of get over that. It's like, first of all, even if they don't respond, what's the worst that can happen? Like they don't respond, right? Best thing that can happen is that kind of like my story, it's like, I read Hunter Thompson's book. I reached out to him. He connected me with Adam Carswell. Adam kind of gave me the push to start this podcast, led me to, or to the Intelligent Investors Real Estate Conference. Now I'm meeting people like you and meeting all these people who I admire. And like, 
just elevated my ability to surround myself with the people who I want to learn from. It's just like a crazy rabbit hole just by taking that first action and just like, you know, not being afraid, I guess. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about this, that, you know, when you don't fall into, or when you don't like really do a habit that you're trying to cultivate, or you, you know, you slip up on something that you're committed to, um, you know, like there's a tendency to kind of like judge yourself. It's like, oh, I'm not good. Like I messed up. Like, and I've like caught myself doing that. Like when I, like the day before, when I was using my phone, I was like, I was judging myself. Like, why am I doing this? I know I want to stop. And like, I was kind of like putting myself down with judgment. Um, kind of want to get over that, but kind of like, do you have a, a perspective on, on uh, this, this topic? Yeah, definitely. And before I forget, I think this should be mandatory reading for like, I, like any teenager or college student, you know, but, um, you know, young adult is the book, The Third Door. And guys, I blanked on who the author is, but it's such an, an amazing um, um, story. I mean, it, it's a true story about, you know, a guy on how he built like his network. Um, and I mean, his whole goal, he was like, I, you know, in two years, I'm going to get Warren Buffett and Bill Gates, like, I'm going to interview them and publish the interview. Uh, and just like the whole journey, um, you know, on how he was able to secure those interviews and long story short, I mean, he was like 18, 19, 20 years old. Um, but it was just really like not taking no for an answer and, you know, really just like leaning into the whole, like, no, is not now, or, or means just not now, or like, how can I? And so guys read that book. Um, but as far as like, you know, um, judgment, self-judgment, I think this, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot here to unpack because, you know, we have to understand where does that self-judgment actually come from? And it comes from that we've violated internally a belief or a value of ourselves. Where did that value or belief come from? Did we build it ourselves or was it placed upon us, you know, by parents, by family members, by the school system? So, um, and here's the thing, like we can go down that rabbit hole or you want, I love talking about that, that side of um, mindset, but you know, when you, you learn how to cultivate resourcefulness and resilience, okay, and don't mi mistake resourcefulness with resources. So we all, um, so we only have so much willpower, okay, willpower is a resource. Resourcefulness would be um, so you only have so much willpower to ignore your phone <laughs> at some point in time, if it's not out of the room, it's going to ding, it's going to flash, it's going to call your attention somehow, some way it's going to buzz, it's going to beep, or you need to go to it to get directions, right? Um, resourcefulness would be like, how can I, you know, remove myself in this case from the phone, right? Like how, what are all the different ways that I could break that tie? Okay, we can extrapolate that to real estate, right? Like a lot of real estate buyers, they get stuck because they're like, I don't have any money to get started. Well, then the question is like, how can I get the money in order to get started? Okay, once you kind of understand the difference between resources, resources and resourcefulness and start solving for that, that question, now um, it's not like all of a sudden it's going to be a smooth road, right? It's not all of a sudden like, you know, Ben figured out here how to put like a journal in between himself and the phone. He's going to have a day where it's just like he slipped up, he forgot, you know, the journal was got placed in the other room. It's away from the phone or, you know, just life happens, right? You know, an obstacle happened. Now we're talking about resilience. So the third R, like how can we cultivate resilience to where we're just and, and learn from it? An obstacle happened. You, you were impeded by something. 
How can you stop in that moment and choose a different action, okay? And um, not beat yourself up for it, right? Because that's where that, when you start having that judgment, that's the easy button to push, okay? That judgment served us, that's an old operating system. It served us thousands of years ago, but it doesn't serve us today. So now here's the thing, I'm talking, you know, there, there's a gen, there's a generation gap here, guys. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> internet internet does wonders, um, but you know that is something that I had to learn over time. Um, and the more that you can flex the muscle to like be you know, step into the area of resilience and not and not judge, then all of a sudden you will do it less to yourself and to others, okay? And then all of a sudden, you know, you're just like, well, why are you judging yourself? Like, don't do that. But here's the thing. It's easy for me to say that because I flex that muscle a lot over time, okay? I have a nine-year-old at home, guys, and it's so easy. I see her doing something. I'm like, don't do that. Like, why are you doing that? That's silly. Well, I don't do that. Like, it's so easy not to do that. And she's just like, but mom, <laughs> not that easy. And it's because she hasn't learned the difference between resources and resourcefulness and then how to overcome the obstacles with resilience yeah that's really yeah that's really powerful and um yeah i think that's a really helpful perspective um i think that i so <laughs> you kind of mentioned it before but this whole shiny object syndrome i and i think even so i definitely suffer from shiny object syndrome um i definitely have a lot of analysis paralysis too because i am pretty detail-oriented and i want to you know kind of figure out how it's going to work before i just do it. I mean, I do also like taking action and learning through experience and through failure, but like still want to have a plan, like a general understanding of like how it should look and the different things to come in or the things that I'm going to have to react to. But um, I mean, how do you kind of, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. Um, like, so I guess I've gone pretty deep into my, my layers of whys. I'm, I'm not to the end because otherwise I would have the exact next step in the path that I think I want to be on. But I mean, how do you kind of like balance all these different things you're passionate and curious about that all like somewhat get you to where you want to go and fall in with your passions with also focusing on that one thing and developing traction in one thing and having the compound effect work in work wonders in, in a specific way that is there also happens to be a way that gets you to where you want to go. If I think there's a lot there, but I, uh, can you unpack there that? There is a lot there. Um, so, you know, the, the why, knowing your why, what you're doing something isn't, doesn't lead into execution. I think that's, you know, what, what people kind of, you know, a lot of people kind of confuse that, um, you know, understanding what you want and why you want it. Um, it's a, it creates a North star on which for you to kind of judge on all these thousands of things you could possibly do, whether they're actually aligned. Okay. So I think of it like a funnel, right? Um, you know, uh, you're sending any sort of activity you could do, like flipping, house hacking, whatever, you know, commercial real estate, you know, um, the, the long, short type real estate, all that thing down a funnel, right? And if you understand your why and what you want and why you want it, that only those things that match up and align with what you want and why will make it all the way down the funnel, okay? So, Again, it's not, an, it's not an execution problem. It's probably just not fully understanding that kind of guiding star. Now, when we get into like the shiny object syndrome, here's the thing. There's not going to be one tactic or one strategy that meets what your, your why and what you want. 
right? There's going to be a multitude of things. Um, you know, I can draw out a clear example. Uh, one of my goals for the year was to get four short-term rentals. Okay. Now here's the problem. A lot of people would say, that's an amazing goal to have. You can attain it. Here's the thing. The four short-term rentals are a lead measure. The lag, how I'm actually determined by successful is by come out the other end um, with $10,000 additional passive income a month, right? If I get it done in three short-term rentals, fantastic. If it takes me five, that's feedback, right? Now that's the, people confuse lead measures and lag measures. Um, so I, so we started off doing short-term rentals. We got two, had a third one under contract. You know, we're crush, crushing it on the year. Remember my goal is four for the year. I'm on number three. And the property fell out of contract two days before closing. And I was like, this is the beginning of March. I'm like, I have to hit this much income coming in at the end of this quarter to stay on track for the year. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Um, we just, we had already decided that we had been looking at camper vans as a possible income source. So I was like, what if we go down the rabbit hole of a camper van? Like we kind of want one so we can use it. It's a lifestyle asset. So we check that box. Um, we can take it anywhere we want. We can check that box. You know, other people can pay for it. It's a seasonal asset. It, it checked all the boxes. Great income. Now, guess what we did? We spent March getting our camper van. We had one month to put together the business plan, find the camper van, secure lending, get it up and ready in the business launch. And oh, by the way, we were taking a 10 day vacation to California in, in there. So we were committed to get to meeting that goal and creating that income. So here's the thing is what was I, did I really have shiny object syndrome or did I just have complete clarity on what my actual lag measure was supposed to be? I had complete clarity on what my lag measure was supposed to be. And I allowed myself the, the, the flexibility to achieve that goal a different way. Okay, how is that different from somebody who has true shiny object syndrome? Because they aren't getting a result. That, right. That's how that's different. Yeah, that's how I feel constantly. Like, why am I not getting results? I have all these passions. I'm learning so much. But like, I got to use this knowledge. Like, I, I don't have the knowledge. Yeah. Well, it can, and um, there, there's at a point in time, you have to be committed to one thing, right? You, you only have so much time, attention, and, and mental capacity to, to pursue something. So it's not which one you do, you do is which one first, right? For us, it was figuring out the short-term rental, which one first, short-term rentals. We butted up against an obstacle that wasn't gonna work. Rates started going up, you know, property prices were skyrocketing. Now I'm competing with the, the full-on market. You know, we took the opportunity to pivot to something else, all right? But we, we put all our full time and energy. We weren't looking at camper vans the whole entire time we were looking at short-term rentals. So does that kind of like help you understand that it's not, it's just which one now um, and, and not like which one only. Um, Brandon Turner has an amazing like visual that he, if you ever hear, hear him speak, you know, he's talking about building bridges, you know, to Freedom Island. And he goes, what a lot of people end up doing is they'll build a, 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 a flipping bridge and they get partway through and then they start doing a burr bridge and then they get partway through and then they start doing like a buy and hold bridge and then they start doing short-term rentals and they have like five bridges that are all halfway built 
to their goal, that none of them are complete. So yeah. having the, the commitment to, to complete a bridge and the, 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 the resilience to understand uh, when you do need to pivot a tactic. For us, it wasn't the short-term rental that was, that was the bridge. It was the cash flow that was the bridge. So you have to understand what your true goal is. Right. Yeah. I mean, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And also I want to make sure you have time for the relating round, but just kind of the follow that up. Um, I mean, I have like a lot of times I'm like, okay, like this sounds cool. This is a good place in real estate. Like this will get me to my goal and will help me develop the skills that will get me to my ultimate goal. But then I have like a trepidation about the market. It's so hot. Like there's all the look how far the prices come out. Like that's last year and it's half the price they're asking for now. It's like, makes you like, okay, like is now just not the right time. Like, should I do it later? It's like, but like, I still want to be taking steps for my goal and all of them involve investing in real estate. But if I think all real estate investments are too hot, then I, I can't get towards my goal. So, I mean, kind of, is there a way to get over that? Yeah. So, you know, especially when you're first starting off that first like deal or two are, are the, consider the education, right? Um, you're going to learn so much more by getting that those first like one or two deals actually done than you would if you never got started. Um, it's it's the price of tuition. The first one or two deals are not going to get you rich. Okay, they're not going to solve solve like the long term goal. If your long term goal is like 10k a month, like you're you know, and you're buying single family homes, you and renting them out long term, you might make three or four hundred, five hundred dollars a month, maybe on a house. Okay. So it takes time. And, um, so yeah, so there's a few, you know, just kind of button it up and, and really succinctly, you have to get started. Getting started is more important. Um, you can't take your first one or two deals and expect to solve that long goal of yours. Okay. That means if you, if you think you're, you've got that confusion, that goal is not small enough for you to achieve. You haven't broken it down into a milestone. Maybe a better thing is say like your goal is $10,000 a month, maybe, uh, and you're gonna give yourself 10 years to achieve it. The first milestone is how do I get $1,000 of extra income coming in a month this year? Could you buy three properties that cash flow $333 a month? That's the first milestone. Now you've got to win and you're on the path to achieve that larger goal. So the, the, the goal, that larger goal is just to keep you appropriate in the moment. It isn't actually to achieve it. And that's where a lot of people get confused is that that, that large goal isn't bro broken down enough to something they can, can tangibly achieve this year, this quarter, this month. Um, so I encourage you to do that, um, kind of break that down a little bit better. Now, yeah. Um, Real estate's a long game. The other, other thing that I would say to that is real estate's a long game. You got to get started. I bought property that were questionable, like even two years ago with the cash flow, but the rents, prices have gone up into the right and the rents have gone up and now they cash flow just fine. Um, but if you never get started, there's no way you're going to lose hundred percent of the games that you never play. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. That's, I'm glad I asked the question because you spoke directly to what I'm trying to figure out. So I hope that helps a lot of other people as well. So um, let's get into lightning round. So uh, so what, what superpower would you want if you could choose any? Oh my God. <laughs> These are questions <laughs> like my daughter. She asked me this and she asked me this while we were on a hike in Yosemite like a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, I, and I still like didn't answer the question. I was like, 
I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, okay, if I'm gonna channel like my inner Marvel, like the character in Marvel that I really love, I love two of them. I love Dr. Marvel, or not Dr. Marvel, Captain Marvel, and I like uh, um, Dr. Strange. So spending time yeah. um, and then just like, you know, just being a badass. <laughs> so- yeah yeah that's awesome i like i like um iron man because like he didn't even have to use some supernatural power to accomplish his goal like he figured it out like he created the way and i love yeah that. definitely yeah. oh the same thing can be said for dr strange i mean he came True. you know he had a you know he he was dealt a very harsh blow in life and then you know he had to learn how to go against everything that he ever learned to tap into a higher level of himself. Yeah, amazing. Um, so what's your favorite book or what's the one that's helped you the most? And um, the, the book that I recommend the most that I love the most is called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. And so a lot of people, you know, look at the book and they're like, I have more than one thing. Yes, you mm-hmm. do. We all do have more than one thing, but it's a book about how to create um, alignment in your life with your, what you value most and then put that into action. And so, you know, it helps solve those alignment, you know, issues that people get into. It helps solve those planning and 90 day target issues that people struggle with. And also just like, how do you get all this work done um, in, you know, only 24 hours a day and maintain sanity. So it's a great book. So what motivates you to continue every day? Well, you know, um, giving back. And so, you know, giving back to my family and giving back to my community and just, you know, understanding, like, I'm so, I feel so blessed to have come so far in real estate and have figured out a lot of things out that are still tripping other newer investors. Um, And I, there's, I have an abundance mentality. And I think a lot of people, when they get further into the real estate career, there's just there's just, an, there's more than enough to go around to where everybody can, you know, um, be successful if they choose and commit to want it. But here I think about it, um, you know, when I say my family, I know a lot of people say that, but just think about that. Like, you know, if you choose to have a child at some point in life, or if you know a child, if you already have a child in your life, or maybe you're in big brothers or big sisters, that, that person, that young person if you can set them out on the right path, just think about the thousands and tens of thousands and millions of people that person could possibly impact throughout the course of their lifetime. So um, there's a lot of important work to be done at home and in the community. I really love that. So what advice would you give to someone who has to follow in your footsteps? <laughs> Besides all this amazing stuff we've already heard in the episode. <laughs> How much time do we have? Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, you know, let me think on that. Uh, first, I would probably, you know, you know, drop a f- few pearls of wisdom. Like you, I have a notebook and I write down all the different things, the quotes that have impact on my life. Um, one of them from a uh, friend of mine, she has a quote that I use often is life is an amusement park and I want to ride all the rides. And so I'm trying to figure out how to all the, ride all those rides and career, but, you know, it, it means I have to design that for myself. Nobody's going to design that for me. Um, and then two, just, you know, ready, fire, aim, figure out how to get started and, um, you know, ask those questions. How can I, in order to solve your problems and level up to the next level? Yeah, that's amazing. I had, I had a moment of clarity when I wasn't on my phone this morning, it says, 
when you have a problem, you have two choices, either find a solution or don't. And, uh, Oh my gosh, I have this, uh, I, I'm not at my uh, office desk because my child is taking over my office, but um, I have this like picture on the wall and it says, um, are you happy? And it's like a, di a, what do you call it? A dichotomy or whatever. And it's like, yes, no. And then it was like, if you go to no, the next question is, do you want to be happy? Yes, no. And if you say no to, I don't want to be happy. And it's like, great job. Keep doing what you're doing. And they say, yes, but it says change something. Right, exactly. That's amazing. That. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Well, um, since I put you on the spot, I want to give you a chance for revenge. So feel free to ask me anything you want to know about me. Well, so what is, uh, well, you already said kind of your superpower, but uh, what is the area of real estate that you are choosing to commit to for the next 90 days? Um. Yeah, well, it's, it's a hard question because I haven't chosen an area to commit to. I've been, it's just, it's, it's funny. I've been perusing houses that I can maybe house like in New Orleans. But also I'm trying to work on a fix and flip with my mom and, and her boyfriend who's a, who has capacities as a, um, as a contractor and, and, and building houses. And um, also I'm going this summer within 90 days to be a multifamily lender at, at Lumen. So yeah. I, all these questions I'm asking apply very much to, to my situation. Um, so, I mean, I, I really guess I have to dig deeper and see, do all these align with my goals. And, uh, you know, I mean, they do because all these things involve learning, but I really need to do them to get the learning. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So dive into those questions. Like, what do you want and why do you want it? And then like, you know, who do you have to become? And then maybe, maybe something will kind of like uh, filter down that, that funnel of yours. Yeah. I, I, I will. I mean, this has been, this has been my journey for many months and um, I do feel like I've made progress when I think about the questions I was asking myself four months ago. Yeah. I haven't taken the actions that I think I really want to need to be taking, but just who I've become. It's like, I've answered questions that I, I think 55 year olds are having a midlife crisis. It's like, what do I do? I'm like, wow, like I'm going to figure out the answer to that question 35 years earlier. And like that kind of is really exciting. How powerful is that, right? And here's the thing is that you're gonna be, it's um, it's not one and done. Like that, that the heavy lifting is continuing to do the work. So ask your yourself the questions again next year and then like a year after college and then like three years after college, right? Um, because you're, you should evolve. Like if you're gonna you know, level up your experiences, your growth and your contribution, what you want and why you want it is going to continue to evolve over time. So the journey's just begun and that's so amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for my future, for sure. Well, how can people find you if they wanna learn more about what you do and um, all the amazing resources you, you have? Yeah, definitely. And it, so if somebody is interested in passive investing, you know, learning how to, um, you know, leverage their capital to get into real estate backed deals that generate passive uh, passive cash flow and wealth generation, um, you can find me at passiveinvestingwithwhitney.com. I do a free weekly masterclass there, as well as I got some free resources for everybody. Uh, and if you're looking to, you know, just get into your first, like maybe one to 20 units, you know, single family, small multifamily, um, you can, I have some free resources over at ashwealth.com. And uh, yeah, you can, you know, hit me up there. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for the amazing insights and this super fun episode. I hope everyone learns a lot from this. Um, thanks for coming on and keep making milestones. Thank you. It's such a pleasure. All right. Bye-bye.